Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing the topic of the livestock market outlook, specifically looking at the cattle market as we move into the new year. And to discuss this, I'm joined today by Dr. Daryl Peel, who's a livestock marketing economist at Oklahoma State University. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, you bet. Happy to be here. Well, as we finish out 2022 and we look to 2023, uh, there's a lot of, I think, uh, kind of questions in people's minds as we think about cattle markets. There are some signals that things could get pretty good, but also some challenges we see on the horizon. Give us a lay of the land as you look at the current livestock market outlook, specifically thinking about cattle. What are some key things that you see and things that producers might want to think about as they move into the new year? Yeah, you bet. You know, we've spent much of 2022, I think, kind of getting uh, positioned for a significant transition in these cattle markets as we go into 2023. So I do think we're poised to see a significantly different year coming up than than what we've been through. You know, we've obviously, with the drought conditions we've had uh, the past two plus years across uh, various parts of the U.S., we have seen accelerated herd liquidation, female, uh, you know, heifer slaughter, cow slaughter, uh, beef cow slaughter in particular have been elevated and is pushing these numbers lower. Uh, obviously, USDA will give us some uh, some numbers for January 1, 2023 uh, at about the end of January. But the bottom line is we're smaller probably than we really need to be. And that's that, that's had two effects. In the short run, it has kept beef production higher in 2022. We set a new record. But it's because we're eating inventory, if you will. It's not a sustainable level of production. And the implication is, as we go forward, that uh, we will see significant decreases in beef production and cattle slaughter. And, you know, these markets are already moving higher. We're ending 2022 on a pretty firm note as far as uh, cattle markets in general. But I think that's going to be accentuated even more as we go into 2023. So let's talk a little more about this cow herd inventory. And you've been doing some just studying of this, looking at this. Uh, we've seen a lot of cows slaughtered in the last two years. In fact, record numbers. That's going to have an impact on this beef cow inventory. Absolutely. You know, uh, for 2022, if you look at uh, heifer plus cow slaughter, total cow slaughter, um, you know, we're running uh, over 51% of all the cattle slaughtered in the U.S. in 2022 was female, heifers plus cows. And, and that uh, that hasn't happened in the U.S. to be over 50% of total slaughter uh, as female. Uh, that has not happened since 1986. So, uh, you know, it normally runs 47, 48%. But that uh, extra two or three percent that goes above fifty percent is an indication that we have really uh, undermined, if you will, our female side of the industry. And so, uh, you know, again, while it's propped up beef production in the short run, it means that we're going to see a significant tightening uh, going forward. And of course, the real key is that we probably are smaller than we need to be because the drought has forced us to liquidate more than than planned. And so at some point in time, when conditions improve, uh, not only will we have smaller herds and less ability to produce, we're going to make it even smaller at some point by trying to save enough heifers and cut cow culling to rebuild the industry. And that's when the real squeeze will come on beef production and, and, uh, and, and the cattle slaughter numbers. The other thing you mentioned, and this is pretty evident as well, is there's a lot of younger cattle have gone into feed yards that normally would go to graze wheat pasture or up here in the north would go to corn stalks, backgrounding yards. But because of the cost of feed and the drought, uh, those cattle we've pulled forward faster. 
We certainly have. You know, again, the drought changed the timing and, and pulled cattle forward really all year in 2022. And so, you know, we could see it in our feeder cattle auction numbers. Uh, I've tracked it in Oklahoma specifically, but I think it's pretty indicative of much of the country. We pulled these cattle forward. We put cattle in the feedlot sooner than expected. That in the short run, again, has propped up feedlot numbers. They've only started coming down in the last couple of months. But going forward, there will be a sort of a bigger hole behind that. And so the, uh, the tightness of feeder cattle supplies will become much more evident. Um, now, frankly, it took longer in 2022 to kind of turn that corner. And, and it's because the drought kept forcing us to pull cattle forward. But there are limits to that. And, and, and I think we've reached those limits now where we will see significantly tighter numbers uh, as we go forward. Feedlot numbers will come down. And so, uh, you know, the challenges will be really noticeable for feedlots in particular, because we do have high cost of gain. We have higher feeder cattle prices that are going to continue to get higher. And as we go forward, the availability of cattle in any price is going to be a challenge. So I think feedlots, uh, you know, in particular are going to face uh, some significant challenges in the coming year. On the cattle processing end, we've obviously seen margins for packers tighten up significantly. In fact, they've been uh, close to being negative recently. Uh, a couple of years ago, of course, record profits for them. Uh, kind of an interesting scenario we see right now where additional capacity being proposed or being built from a processing perspective, but now heading into numbers that are going to be much tighter. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Well, yeah, you know, it, the the dynamics of this industry always uh, take time. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long process to change this industry just due to everything from the biological nature of it, the widespread nature of the industry and where it's located and, and how it functions. But, uh, you know, the short answer is, is we're, you're absolutely right. We've been through uh, capacity constraints and things over the last couple of years that really in the short run widened uh, packer margins, uh, at least on a per head basis. In some cases, volume was restricted a bit. But, uh, you know, going forward, uh, cattle numbers are going to be tighter. So, even with no additional capacity, we won't have any capacity constraints for the foreseeable future, really for the next uh, two to four years. If we do bring some additional capacity online, uh, obviously timing will be important. That new capacity may come in at a, a at a particularly challenging time if it gets here, you know, before we could uh, have any possibility of any significant herd rebuilding. So, so the capacity issues won't be there. And what that means is, of course, that packer margins uh, are getting tighter. They're going to get a lot tighter even going forward, uh, simply because there won't be as much uh, as many cattle relative to the capacity. And, and uh, you know, so the, the leverage is going to move back into the hands of, of cattle producers. Of course, we have to sell the product to consumers. And I think that's one of the things that also appears and maybe a cloud on the horizon that causes a little concern, just the economic outlook, increasing interest rates, uh, the potential for recession. Those things could certainly impact beef demand. Again, that's an unknown and those things can change quickly. But as you throw that into the mix as well, how does that shape the market as we go forward from your perspective? Yeah, that's, you know, we've been watching beef demand really for the last couple of years, all the way through the pandemic and all of the challenges and disruptions that went along with that. And then since then, we have had high, you know, relatively high beef prices. Uh, and, you know, and now, as you as you mentioned, we've got lots of macroeconomic concerns with inflation, recession potential, higher interest rates, all of those things, uh, you know, raise the specter of, of, of beef demand. 
and yet I would say that overall, I've been maybe pleasantly surprised that beef demand appears to have remained uh, very robust through this this point. Now, I wouldn't say it hasn't been impacted. I think it's probably been sort of limited or capped a bit uh, compared to maybe what it would have been without those macroeconomic concerns. But I think demand, beef demand has remained uh, very robust uh, through, through most of this period. Retail beef prices uh, here at the end of 2022 have decreased a little bit, but in a, long, a longer term context have actually been remarkably stable for the last, uh, you know, 15 to 18 months. And so, um, you know, we're still watching it. There is still the potential for more, uh, more impacts. The other side of it, of course, is that we've, we've, had, we've had these relatively robust uh, beef prices at the wholesale and retail level, and yet we've had record beef production. So, you know, that speaks to the idea that demand is, is pretty strong. Now, as we go forward in 2023, beef production will begin to decline perhaps fairly significantly. And so, uh, you know, tighter supplies suggest that beef prices are not likely to come down at all. In fact, they're likely to go a bit higher, but it will be on tighter supplies. So uh, consumers will be impacted because some of them will, you know, probably be forced to make some uh, d decisions about either, you know, changing the, the the nature of their beef production or perhaps uh, shifting a bit away from beef production as there simply is less availability of beef in the coming year. Let's talk about the cow-calf sector, the stocker yearling sector a bit. The cost side of that has been a, really challenging as I look at input costs the last couple of years. And not only feed costs, but just inflation, equipment, labor, fuel, all of those things are certainly squeezing the cow-calf producer. Uh, what's your perspective as we think about costs going forward and, and how is that going to work itself out as we look into moving into this time where there's going to be greater prices for cattle received, it looks to be, but is that going to be enough to make up the difference for this increase in costs that's been occurred at the production level, thinking here cow-calf and stalker yearling? Yeah, I think that's a great question. It's one I've been getting quite a lot lately is, yeah, okay, cattle prices are higher, but with the cost of production, um, you know, it, it obviously has to go up in, in order to increase profitability. And, and, you know, I do think we're going to have potential for some increased uh, returns for cow-calf or cow-calf and stocker producers. Obviously, cost uh, will continue to be an issue and, and cost management will remain, uh, you know, our very high priority to, to try to capitalize on the, uh, you know, the, the better revenue side of things in terms of higher cattle prices. But, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, if, if in fact, uh, or, or to the extent that we wind up again in a situation where the industry sort of needs to rebuild because of the liquidation we've seen, then, um, you know, that, that suggests that the market is going to have to provide enough returns potential that producers will uh, respond to that and, and engage in that uh, expansion. Now, we don't know when that's going to happen. We're still in a drought. We're carrying drought conditions through the winter and into the early part of next year. Uh, so we're not sure when, but presumably at some point in time, the drought conditions will ease and we could think about what happens after the drought. And, uh, you know, it will take uh, enough market uh, returns, high enough prices and uh, relative to the cost of production to incentivize that, uh, that herd rebuilding. I think that will happen. And it suggests that we could see some very dynamic markets here um, as we go forward when we get into that situation where we need to provide uh, enough returns incentive for, for cow-calf producers to engage in rebuilding the industry. Dr. Peel, any other thoughts as you think about the current market conditions and the outlook as we move into 2023? 
you know, we've covered most of it. I think one piece of the demand discussion that we that we haven't touched on is the is the international component. Uh, you know, and that's certainly been one of the things that has been a positive factor in 2021 and 2022. We we set new records on an annual basis in uh, in terms of beef exports in 2021. Uh, we don't have all the data yet for 2022, but it looks like we're going to be uh, at least right at that record level, if not a little bit higher yet in 2022. Uh, so that's been a very positive factor, and and it's another one that we're watching because globally macroeconomic concerns uh, certainly exist, and and we're seeing a number of our major markets with with some uh, uh you know some uh, economic weakness that uh, that could be an issue uh so you know i think going forward uh, those those uh, international markets now again beef production is going to start to fall in the us prices will be high uh that's probably going to be a headwind for exports uh, particularly in light of the fact that we've also had relatively strong uh, a strong dollar and and the exchange rates have not worked favorably from an export standpoint at the same time, we're liable to see a little bit of increase in beef imports in the coming year simply because we'll have less beef. And in particular, we're going to have less of that lean processing beef that supports our ground beef market, which is much of what we do import. Uh, that's going to drop dramatically once this cow slaughter backs off. And, and I think it, it may drop pretty dramatically in 2023. Dr. Peel, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for your thoughts and your perspective. You're very welcome. Anytime. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find Dr. Peel's contact information there at Oklahoma State University. Again, he's located in the Department of Agricultural Economics.